0: Welcome to episode 80 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. And I'm Cameron Dexter. And uh, right up front, I apologize in advance if the audio is a little bit different. We're trying to get slightly more sophisticated here. I bought us some lovely pop filters. Yeah. So you're going to enjoy all those plosives today. Yeah. Get ready for them spit takes. <laughs> so the audio might be a little wonky as I, I work through that, so I apologize in advance. But hopefully it sounds better and not worse. Yes. I will find out. I'll soon. find new ways to click as I talk. <laughs>
1: It's mostly how we communicate actually yeah it's just like clicks winks hmm. We, we have our own system so people outside don't don't really understand how nerdy we are no
0: well plus we can have whole separate conversations to each other That's true that don't get picked up by the microphone and no one knows what we're talking about right
1: most people would, would start off a sign language we're like <laughs> no that's too complicated well we're very lazy people yeah Oh, I feel like I should learn sign language at some point. Me too. I have I, a friend that's about to uh, become an interpreter. Oh, what? Yeah, I've oh, asked her awesome. to teach me some stuff, oh. besides like the
0: curse words. Well, those are the best ones <laughs> yeah. to know. Or maybe it's just because now having seen A Quiet Place, I'm like,
1: man, in the event of an apocalyptic scenario, I want to be prepared. Right. Well, yeah, because I saw um, A Quiet Place and Rampage three days apart, and both of them deal with sign language. And oh, like, really? I feel like I'm really missing out Yeah, because he's talking to the monkey. Oh, that would make George. sense. George. Oh my God. Please tell me you're going to talk about Rampage and in, in no, plugs. I'm not. Okay. I want to know how bad it is. I want to know how bad it is. I Cameron. went in
0: very critically. Did you walk out and not like it immediately? Right. Yeah. Wow. That's actually must be quite shitty then because <laughs> you infamously walk
1: out loving everything. Everything. And yeah. It's only when time and reason. Except slip for back the, in. One, the one movie that I texted you about this week. Which haunt still haunts me. What movie did you uh so we are we are now, by the time this podcast comes out, three days away from Infinity War. Yes. Which is very exciting. Oh my god. I've been trying to go back I started way too oh, late. Oh right. I've been trying to go back and rewatch all of the um all the, the previous... other Marvel movies. Yeah, the ten years worth of Marvel movies, the eighteen films. Yeah, this is nineteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um and so I have the DVDs of the first half. And Do I started, you have that like Silver no, shield case? Oh, I have no. that. Do you really? I do. It's, you can see it over there on the bookshelf. I, I can't see it from this angle. Well, you suck. Um, so I, I own the first half on up, up to Iron Man 3 on DVD. Okay. It's not even half anymore. No. Um, it's just phase one. Yeah. Uh, and there's one trailer in front of Iron Man 2 in the DVD, <laughs> in the Blu-ray version. And of all the fucking movies they could have chosen... It's the goddamn last Vendor trailer, ah, which is it isn't even like connected to Marvel or Disney uh, in was, was any it, sense. Was it released by Paramount? Is that why? Uh, I guess it would have. It, it been, must have been yeah yeah, been, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, there you go. That's why, because the Iron Man movies were
1: released by Paramount. I know, but I was so angry because like that's <laughs> the only trailer in front of it. In most like most DVDs, they'll have like three or four trailers. It literally yeah, it's has just the one. one trailer just, just to haunt you just just because like they have to know that i talk about it so much <laughs> they're like should, should we do that as an episode one day no watch that movie never i will never watch that film again what if we brought not shane? even for comedy's sake <laughs> what if we brought shane on and <clears throat> we just shat on it for you two can watch it i it's still buried in my head i get it's buried buried, it's and buried up in there yes it's branded <laughs> to my brain Ah, oh, branded
0: Stop it. Yeah. Nice tie in given that we're talking about brands today. Stop it. You know, Nike, Adidas, our sponsors, Lululemon. Yes, all of our sponsors. (laughs) No, uh, one of our two episodes was good this week and it involved the branding iron. It did.
1: And the other one involved Aquaman and was really fucking terrible. (sighs) I always thought, because like most past Super Friends, most interpretations of Aquaman in animation. Are fun in a sense. Yeah, they're at least decent, and up to
0: this point, pretty much every superhero crossover episode from Superman has been good. Yeah, I want Batman as well, but they're just generally better episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Green Lantern was good, the Flash was good. Like at a minimum, they're they're fine mm-hmm. if not great. This was fucking terrible.
1: This was so boring.
0: Yeah, I really hated it. Like. Watching this, I'm like, oh, you can absolutely skip this episode, because when we meet him in Justice League... He's a completely such, different person. Well, a completely different character, a much better introduction. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll get all into all that, and how terrible it is, but... Uh, you know what it is? It's what? the what? hook hand. He doesn't start off with the hook hand.
1: Yeah, but you, you, he gets better with the hook hand. That's... Mm, I never, actually never liked hook hand. Really? I love hook hand.
0: No. I don't know. It always... It just... Uh, I never liked it. I actually don't like the... you just not a fan of Pirates. No, I love pirates, man. I went to Pirate Times last I know weekend. I you did. I love pirates. I dressed up like one. Um, no, I I have never cared for that like late nineties, early two thousands version of Aquaman where he's got like the green pants, bare shirt, long hair, beard, and hook. I never liked that look. I, love I, it. I actually really like the the, mo- the, the like, orange the and green, Dick,
1: who's um, the Captain Ahab look. Yeah, it, it never, <clears throat> I never never liked it. I always thought it was a little bit weird it just yeah i don't know so i I think it summarizes the 90s pretty well
0: it really does though it just it fit it fits Mm i'm just not a big fan of it but then again there's a lot of things
1: that decade that i'm just not a huge fan of yeah you mostly just me yeah Yeah. me and everything that i brought with it absolutely All the terrible things you have kept alive through yes. your love of really terrible stuff from that yes. era. Super Duper Sumos will never die as long as I remember it. What the hell is that? <laughs> have I not talked about Super Duper Sumos on the show yet?
0: Somehow you <laughs> haven't.
1: <laughs> you found a way. Super Duper Sumos, which is just so much fun to say, is a real show. Of course, it, it is. was on Nickelodeon. I want to say from like 2004 to 2006. Okay, it had two seasons. I'm looking. How at close this. was I? Uh, 2002, 2003. Okay. It ran for less than a year. Good. <laughs> That's all it needed. Um, it was a Nickelodeon show about three sumo wrestlers who lived together that all had superpowers and their superpower was being better sumo wrestlers. What? <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't, they couldn't like shoot lasers out of their eyes. No. So they were or, like, like, they teleports? were like regular, they were like average level, uh, sumo wrestlers. But then like when trouble was a af- when trouble was afoot, they would all be like, It's time to go super duper sumo and they'd like bounce bellies and they'd just become better sumo wrestlers.
0: I mean, you know, kudos to them for you know, trusting each other and inspiring each other. Yeah. And helping elevate the whole group as one. Yeah. But also, I'm looking at pictures from this. It looks fucking terrible. It was so great. I mean, it's kind of funny because like, oh, they're like, they're big fat guys. So they can barely fit into these
1: shirts. So they're like, yes. they're mostly unbuttoned. Don't and worry. they're basically wearing crop tops. If you thought that was the only joke, you're right. That's the <laughs> only joke through the whole se- series. <laughs> it's It's basically like, What if we had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it was all, uh, oh God, which one? Uh, Don, Donnie, no, Raph, no, Michelangelo. Michelangelo? Yeah. (laughs) We just had three Michelangelos, but they weren't turtles, they weren't mutants. They were just
0: big old fat guys. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, hey, you know what? Maybe someday this will come back and I'll make a movie out of it. Ah, dreams. Did they do a crossover with the Fairly Odd Parents? I don't think so. Because I'm looking, it's this, not. It's not a Butch hartman show. This may. Okay, this must. Maybe this is just an episode of uh, Fairly Odd Parents where they just went sumo. Cause oh, Someone yeah. has superimposed the Super Duper Sumos logo over Cosmo
1: and Timmy as sumo wrestlers. Oh, I think that's the episode. God. That Fairly Odd Parents episode. I think it's when Timmy wishes for no more, like no more vegetables in the world. So everyone gets super fat? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It was a a bad episode. But then
0: we lose Brussels sprouts.
1: You like Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts. sprouts. They need to be like sautéed, though. I think for me,
0: pretty much all like steamed vegetables are just kind of gross and disgusting. But if Mm -hmm. you like sauté up some some Brussels sprouts, like some olive oil. uh, So the um, the Hudson right around the corner, Mm -hmm. they do Brussels like sauté Brussels sprouts with like a spicy brown mustard and bits of bacon on it, which I think kind of undoes the fact that it's a vegetable. But my god, it's one of my favorite things.
1: Ever. I think we're getting a little too far. We've crossed the non-nerdy threshold. We (laughs) got to bring it back. Somehow we found something more esoteric than super duper sumos
0: to talk about. All right. Well, in an attempt- Jump into news. Attempt to bring it back around. uh, So I guess we'll start with the non-DC news, and then we'll get into the completely pointless DC news. Great. So did you see the new Deadpool 2 trailer? I did. Looks fun. Peter looks great. Yes. Oh my God, Peter.
1: (laughs) That movie- you know, get what? ready for everyone to be dressed as Peter at Comic Con this year. Oh my god, yeah. Well, it's so easy to do, yeah. And he looks like everyone who goes to Comic Con exactly. <clears throat> I
0: it just looks like tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the trailer yesterday, and I was like laughing all the way through. Like, some of the jokes are a little on the nose. Like, he makes a comment about it being so dark, this must be the DC universe, yeah. Um, but what I do love though is that like DC like clapped back at him. I don't know if you saw this, I didn't. So, the Teen Titans go their movie Twitter um posted back a clip from the movie when it's John Stewart Green Lantern and he says, Oh, I had a movie once, we just don't talk oh, about yes, it. And that it was, was it was a reminder,
1: hey Ryan Reynolds, before you were a Marvel, you were in DC too, buddy. <laughs> they so they posted that clip <laughs> a few weeks ago. Oh did they? Yeah. Because I've never oh, okay. seen it before. Um, but yeah it it's it's good to to bring that back up. Yeah I thought that was that was so
0: brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, DC now has their own, like, h- hyper self-aware
1: series with Teen Titans Go. Yeah.
0: Maybe it'll be good. Let's we don't hope know. So.
1: I want it to be I, good. Me too. Mainly yeah. because Nicolas Cage is playing Superman. I can't. I cannot wait to see Finally. what that's like. Oh, my God. It's going to be. Do you think? I? Um, so I, I want Kevin Smith to be in it, but I just want it to be him. Just Kevin Smith as Kevin want, Smith? I just want an animated Kevin Smith. We've had that before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Superman Doomsday.
0: Oh, that's right, we did. Yeah, because he makes a comment about giant spiders, how dumb that is. Mm-hmm. It, like, rolls his eyes and walks away. I'm like, yeah, Kevin Smith, it's real dumb. Yeah. I just wanted to be in this, in this movie as well. Yeah, John Peters, you former hairdresser who then became a huge Hollywood producer who insisted on trying to put polar bears and robotic spiders into Superman Lives. Terrible idea. Is mm-hmm. it John Peters? I think it is. Let's go with it. I don't know. I don't know.
1: You, you've, you've, you've passed me.
0: I actually, I have a really great book I read it a few years ago, um, but it's a whole book about failed versions of movies. So it talks about, I want to say one of them was a version of The Lord of the Rings that was going to star The Beatles. Amazing. Like, down. Like, stuff like that's in there. Or, like, they talk about Superman Lives, too, but it's just, like, every kind of version of a movie that you either heard of or didn't know was a possibility of happening at some point, they talk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really cool, actually. mean, That I sounds read, awesome. I might reread that at some point. It's pretty interesting. But mm-hmm. um, then, so actual news. Mm-hmm. Two bits of filmmaker-related news coming out of DC this last week. So there was one story that was huge and one that was much smaller. Okay. So the smaller one, you probably saw this, was that I guess they've tapped Kathy Yon, who's like a, a young director, a young female director, to do Birds of Prey. Or that she's in talks to do a Birds of Prey movie. Okay. So this is not Suicide Squad 2. This is not... Uh, Gotham City Sirens. Right. This is not Joker and Harley. This is not Cap- This is not the Batgirl movie. Right. Uh, but apparently there are two different scripts that are being worked simultaneously in typical modern Hollywood fashion. Yeah. Uh, Harley and Batgirl are the two consistent characters. Everyone else, I guess, fluctuates depending on which version of the script it is. So I think to me that implies that maybe one version is more like Poison Ivy and... Like Catwoman, so the sirens are out, and the other one might be more traditional birds of prey with black canary and huntress. I have nothing to base that off
1: of pure speculation. I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm just so exhausted talking about it at this point. Well, this is kind of the thing. It's like, does this matter? It doesn't. Like, we have no guarantee these movies are actually going to get made. It does matter because of the list we said before we even talked about the news. We've We've heard all of this already for... Yeah. Sirens. Batgirl, Suicide Squad Two, Hoker Joker and Harley. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus two. Starring Joker, Harley. Actually it would be Poison Ivy. This uh, we
0: haven't seen the remake of Hocus Pocus yet that's in the works. But technically this will be the second reboot of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. But yes, yeah, starring <laughs> the Birds of Prey. Yes. Actually, hang on. Not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, if you're listening, which we know you are.
1: Always. Keep a finger on the pulse of the fans. Come talk to us. We can, we can work it out. Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of doesn't matter because it doesn't. They just... it's so exhausting. Like I'm so tired already. I know. They just, just like thinking of all of the dumb movies they've thrown out as fishing as fishing hooks. Yeah. Seeing what fans hook onto. They just they just keep throwing stuff out. None of it's actually getting any sort of traction. Um,
0: it doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, it's it's impossible not to compare the two companies. But look at the way Marvel does this. They announce their movies, and mm-hmm. they are confident. Like we are the only movie they've ever announced that didn't happen was Inhumans, right? Which they turn into a series, which they did. So it's still it still manifested itself in some way. Mm-hmm. But they have never been like, yeah, we're thinking about maybe doing a I don't know Howard the Duck
1: movie. Like They're like, oh, we put they, they were as a character. The like, only one that, that was real, very on the fence like that was the Black Widow movie. Oh, that's true. I guess that's the one that they've kind of gone back and forth a lot
0: on. And, mm-hmm. um, but for the most part, they never were like, hey, this like if they're announcing, not necessarily writers, but directors, it's like, okay, we have a director on board for this. That movie is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the directors change. That is known to happen. But for the most part, they stick to their guns on this. Yeah. And DC doesn't. Now, the other news, this one you probably heard was that steven spielberg has been tapped to help develop a blackhawks movie
1: i have not heard that but that sounds awesome
0: i saw it a lot because i have a for work i have a google alert out on steven spielberg's name (laughs) not related to this obviously but i had so many alerts that was just like in reference to spielberg and specifically this i'm like guys i'm interested but i don't need to hear about this yeah
1: about 50 times a day um, but so do you know who the Blackhawks are? Anything I feel about any time there's a piece of Disney news that comes out. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, because then people send it to you, I'm yes. sure. Yeah. No one sends me stuff other than Google. Mm-hmm. Just robots. Yeah. spent a weird amount of time
1: working with robots, actually. That's fine. So do I. So do you know who the Blackhawks are? Uh, no. Okay. They well. They sound like Voltron. So do they, they, do they are. Do they come together to make a giant robot? The, yeah. The giant hawk, in fact. Yeah. The giant hawk robot. All right. That's not true at all. Damn it! Yeah. Then, then I I have zero so care for this.
0: They show up in I'm pretty sure it's an episode of JLU. I vaguely recall an episode where they go to Blackhawk Island, which is like a a floating island that has some old like military equipment, and I think that the Injustice Society is trying to steal something from there. And so they're they're a DC kind of a lesser known DC brand. I'd say they're like maybe even D level cuz i think they were more popular back when dc was doing a lot of adventure comics like challengers of the unknown and stuff like that they make an appearance in oh, new frontier oh i've seen that logo which you before know.
1: um but yeah so i mean it's it's is about blue falcon blue falcon blue falcon is it blue falcon there is he was a keep talking okay so but they're there,
0: are, um, so the movie that is in development, I guess theoretically, might be a like World War II era fighter pilot movie, but it would feature DC Comics characters. So I guess it would be one of those like weird offshoot kind of set in the universe sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that it's Spielberg too, because I mean, obviously yeah, he's a, a fantastic filmmaker. Right. Like even when he's not putting that much effort in, he still delivers really good stuff. Mm-hmm. This could be good. I don't know if he's just going to produce it or direct it. Um, It's in his wheelhouse, certainly. And I'm sure, especially if he directs it, it'll have some personality. Um, And it's something different, but it's kind of cool. I guess if DC actually makes this movie, I'll give them credit for pulling something a little more esoteric and leaning into a genre, um, basically just adopting the Marvel format. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a thing, maybe it won't. Who knows?
1: No one, no one literally no one not even warner brothers oh Sanders. they certainly don't know yeah
0: but also spielberg is attached to so many things a lot of them he eventually ends up making but you know other ones kind of fall on the wayside like he was attached to rob apocalypse for a long time and now i think michael bay is doing it good he was like, Great. well whatever our interest they had is now gone yeah so uh, i think that's pretty much all i have news wise unless you have anything else you you're really wanting to talk about before we talk about fish
1: um no this is a piece of shit Yeah. This is
0: maybe one of my least favorite episodes of all of Superman. Maybe that's partly because I had high hopes, because I do like Aquaman as a character. I was
1: so surprised when it was Aquaman. I know you had mentioned it before, but I completely forgot when I watched it this morning. Well, because it...
0: So, there's the whole... You you could tell they didn't know what to do with this. They didn't know what story to tell, because there's rumors of all these fish attacks out at sea. So Lois and Jimmy go out with Bibbo to investigate, and they get attacked by first flying fish and then a pot of whales. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy uses Superman watch. Cool little callback it's right back. there. It's back. found a had a reason. And Superman comes and fights some killer whales and then mm-hmm. eventually pulls the boat out of the water. And right. Takes it off safety. Now, I will say, one small moment I liked a lot was the Jaws reference there. Did you catch it?
1: Have you seen Jaws? That's <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in my defense, in my defense, I have I have one. I, there's a reason I haven't seen Jaws. It is my mom's least favorite film, and so she never let what? me even like think about it. Why? It's yeah. an amazing movie. Because uh, she, sorry to to out you about this, mom. Um, she will not swim in the ocean anymore oh, since okay. that movie came out. She still refuses to go in the ocean.
0: You know that's that's not unfair. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have said that. Um, I guess. It does for it does like swimming in the ocean. If I can't see, that freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm out in like clear tropical waters in Hawaii and I'm swimming around, I'd, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I've actually seen sharks while doing that, and like they're far enough off, and they're little sharks. But, like I don't care. Like I can see them. That's fine. Yeah. It's the fear of the unknown. And this movie that movie absolutely exploits that. Right. But it's an it's we should watch it at some point though because honestly it is incredible. Okay. Like there's a reason why it helped launch Spielberg's career. It's mm-hmm. a masterpiece. Yeah like an actual legitimate masterpiece. But there's a scene, the scene where Jimmy like slides down the sinking boat into the water.
1: I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be a reference to Jaws. Okay. Which you wouldn't know. No, I, that scene, I've seen like clips and it's one of those movies where we talk about this a lot, where like they're the classic movies that I don't really need to see anymore. I'll still watch them, but I don't need to see them anymore because they've been parodied so much. Yeah, I don't know if you don't need to see them anymore, but you don't need to have seen them to know the references. Yeah. Like we're talking about
0: this with The Shining in regards to Ready Player One, mm-hmm. where they probably picked that because everyone knows enough about that without necessarily having seen it that yeah. it works.
1: Well, my, my biggest example was um, when I finally watched The Godfather, mm-hmm. you know, 24 and a half years late. <laughs> um, the movie bored me because I'd seen every scene already. Because unlike, uh, unlike Shining and Jaws, where they just take the iconic scenes and, and parody those, every scene of The Godfather has been parodied. Yeah. So I could <laughs> tell you the exact story by pulling *Simpson* references, yeah. uh, Family Guy references, Futurama references. The
0: film Mafia starring Jay Moore. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? No.
1: <laughs>
0: I remember liking it as a kid. I don't think it holds up. I mean, it's, it's that same sort of vein as, like, a scary movie sort of thing, where they loosely construct a plot based off of plot points from The Godfather, The Godfather Part 2, Casino, Goodfellas, and they just, like, recreate a lot of those scenes. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of stupid. I kind of want to watch it again, though. Christina Applegate's in it. Oh. Uh, that, why does that sound familiar? She um, She's Veronica Corningstone from Anchorman. Got it. Thank you. She's in tons of stuff. hmm Yeah. Married with children back in the day. hmm mm um, But but other than that, like, Jaws moment, this episode is so dumb. Yeah. Because, so we know that fish are attacking, and so knowing, for me at least, that it was Aquaman, I assumed he was involved somehow. Um, And then we start to get this idea that at, like, SeaWorld, there's some evil scientist working on something Mm -hmm. with Lex, because, of course, it's Lex, who we actually haven't seen. In a while. In in a long time. Really shitty... Like way to pull him back in also i don't know if
1: you picked up on this and it might have just been that i haven't seen him in a while but they animated him to look so weird in this episode The animation across the board in this episode seems pretty weird he was so wide and like short compared to the other yeah. interpretations of him it,
0: I, it was it didn't look good yeah he him standing next to
1: anyone just made him look really odd yeah
0: and so at this point, we're like, okay, Lex is up to something. So maybe the my thought was, and maybe you had a similar thinking, was that, okay, the animals that are attacking at sea aren't caused by Aquaman. They have been affected somehow by some sort of like weapons test. like yeah. They're testing some sort of chemical or some sort of weird technology, and it's making all the animals go crazy, and it's Aquaman's going to appear as a way to try and save the animals. Yeah. No, it is Aquaman. I guess
1: it's his way of trying to get attention because he's trapped inside... Of a water tank Here was my thought. My idea was, can other Atlanteans talk to fish? I don't remember, actually. I'm going to go with in this story, yes. Okay. In this small 20-minute story, yes, they can. And so they're trying to, like... Because Aquaman does say that, like, the rest of Atlantis does want to start a war with the surface dwellers. And Aquaman's trying to not really, like, polish that over, but he's trying to, like get all the facts before they go to war. I feel like
0: he was trying to shut down whatever instance was happening that was particularly pissing people off as a way to prevent war. Yes. But we also know that he is quite the warmonger. Right. Especially in the DCAU.
1: Mm-hmm. In really any interpretation. Except uh, Brave and the Bold, because that's my favorite interpretation. Oh, okay, Brave and Bold. I was also going to say... Outrageous. <laughs> I was also going to say in Justice League when he's just like,
0: chill surfer dude. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> Amazing. Still, it's... A, It just goes to show how bent that whole movie is, that that is an
1: entirely inaccurate representation of Aquaman, and he's still one of the best parts in it. Yeah. Well, that's such an interesting thing about just the Aquaman character, is how much he's changed, at least in the past, like, 15 years. Have you read the, um, Jeff Johns' New 52 Aquaman run at all? I I remember reading the first, like, three or four issues. That's like, um... It's
0: like the trench is one of the storylines where there's like the, the carnivorous monsters that live down in the deep trench of the water. And it's, mm-hmm. it builds up to Throne of Atlantis. I think I did read that, if I recall. Um, I'm trying to remember how the timing of that works. Because I think in the New 52, I want to say like the dark Side invasion was the first thing that happened that brought all of them together. Mm-hmm. And then I think Aquaman was part of that story arc. And then the second Justice League arc was Throne of Atlantis. And then I think when they came to do the movies... They just kept Aquaman out of the dark side thing and brought him in for Throne of Atlantis. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But those are, it's actually a pretty good story, and it's a good version of Aquaman. Like it, it touches enough on the fact that he's a little bit silly as a premise, but it treats, it treats the character seriously while acknowledging that, to an outsider, it could be very ridiculous. Yeah, um, But no, he's pretty good at that, and Mara's really good in that. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I've always really liked Mira. Yeah. And in really, pretty much any interpretation, she always yeah. is the scene stealer. She's one of the reasons I'm actually looking forward to
0: the Aquaman movie. Yeah. Because I think that's really good casting and the brief moment she had in Justly was pretty good.
1: Who did they cast as her
0: uh, Amber Heard.
1: That also sounds familiar.
0: Um, She's done a lot of stuff. I'll just she, look, I guess I just look she was the not just uh, on you just zombified hot neighbor from Zombieland. So obviously not the main character, but like, um uh, what's what's uh what's the Tallahassee? Was that his no. Columbus. Columbus's yeah, neighbor, yeah. like dorm room neighbor. Um I wanna say she oh, was okay. in the rum diaries. Like sadly what she's kinda of known okay. for at the moment was divorcing Johnny Depp because he's an okay. abusive he monster.
1: Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, she looks familiar. Yeah. With but I like her kills, Three Days to Kill, Justice League.
0: She's done some oh, like Danish of, girl. She's like drive angry with Magic days. Mike XXL. Why did you start with that one? I haven't seen Magic Mike XXL. Neither yeah, have I.
1: We should watch that. That's gonna be the next episode. I think it should be. Yeah. yeah.
0: Next BFC movie night, we're gonna watch <laughs> Magic Mike XXL, which I've heard is just a lot of fun, which a lot mm-hmm. I really want. Oh, oh, oh. What? Oh, God. What? What terrible? No, wait. Hang on. I know what she's in. I know what she's in. She is in the classic film, one of Cameron's favorite movies,
1: Never Back Down. She's the love interest in Never Back Down. Oh, amazing. And to be fair,
0: I only know that because I oh, was working for a at a production company and they made that movie and they had a poster on their wall of oh, Never Back Down. God, like, I, I walked it? past it like five times a day because I can pee a lot. you steal it for me? <laughs> I probably could actually. <laughs> Just go back and grab it
1: off the wall. Oh, man. What a movie. No one would be movie. upset that it was gone. What a great film. If you want it... to see the peak of cinema, go and watch Never was Back it, Down. Was um,
0: it Cam... Higante, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but isn't he in that too?
1: I don't know. all yeah. I, I know is Dajiman, Hansu, whatever his name is. Oh, um, Jaman Hansu.
0: Yeah, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but he's great though. He's actually he's really amazing. Like, yeah. really good actor. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're right. Um, Cam, Gig- Gigandet.
0: G- yeah, Gigandet. That's
1: yeah. how you pronounce it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh classic, absolutely classic. Well, that's where you know her from, Cameron. Yeah, that's where I know Mm -hmm. her from.
1: Look forward to seeing her again later on this year. Thank God. But you know what I've been missing in my life? A Never Back Down reunion. Yeah. You
0: should watch that too.
1: I would, oh, in a hard I'm I'm sure you would, yeah. Are you afraid it won't hold up though? No, because I watched Never Back Down too. And that already broke me. Oh, okay. Did you know they made a sequel to Never Back Down? I think you I think I knew that, but only because I know you. Never Back Downer? It's a
0: much more depressing version. It gets into like the nitty gritty, depressing side of mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Aquaman, uh, such a downer. Oh god. So Aquaman. So yeah. So I guess Lex is Lex is just testing bombs on the ocean floor, mm-hmm. and Aquaman's trying to stop him, and because he's getting close to Atlantis.
1: Yeah, because I guess it's near near Atlantis, which is still ambiguous as to how. How close about it was. Aquaman? How about you just tell him where Atlantis is so they don't put their bombs there? I mean, he could do that. Although then, would he want Lex to know where... I don't think he wants anyone to know where Atlantis know. is
0: specifically. But also, if they know it exists, it, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to find. Like, yeah. Oh, well, we just got to go search like the Atlantic Ocean for like an underwater city and the easiest way to navigate in water is sonar anyway. So I feel like you would just use sonar detectors and eventually be like, Oh, there's like this concentrated spot where there's like a whole bunch of like noise and like humming mm-hmm. coming from what one presumes is like their massive mechanical submarines
1: and stuff. Let's just go there. Yeah. Well, I mean though, they do, to be fair, all of their mechanical stuff does look like fish.
0: Well, yes,
1: but the whole point of sonar is that it's yeah, no, I know. sound. They can make it sound like a whale. Because the main ship doesn't just look like a giant... The main sub was just a giant whale. Yeah.
0: Where... So, eventually, Superman and Aquaman like disabled the test, and Aquaman shows up atop an Atlantean submarine with a whole army. Where was that army to then just stop the weapons test? Or to break him out of, of yeah. the... The, the two, <laughs> the sea world. yeah, the, the, the fish tank, yeah, they were keeping him in. There's it seemed like they were trying to pull like a lot of reference points from things. Like mm-hmm. when they're doing the underwater weapons test, they had all those like crab walking like submarines with claws in the front. Remind me a lot of the old Thunderbirds TV show mm-hmm. where it's like really cool designs for things would be entirely impractical. Um, And they're constantly falling apart. That's why the Thunderbirds have to come save them. Yeah. It looked like that a lot. Or Okay, I thought it was really weird too. Why does Lex have branded supervillains? Like super uh, henchmen. Like supervillain henchmen. Because why not? Because he has goons. We see him with goons all the time. These guys are in like full on red and black jumpsuits with helmets and goggles. They look like Hydra agents basically. And they have the giant LexCorp logo on the front of it.
1: Yeah. So like, it, are they trying to do some sort of like weird James Bond sort of thing? My, here's with here's this? my, here's I my don't guess. I do get it. He's going so obvious that there's no way someone that smart would do something so stupid. So anytime the authorities come to him, it's like, Mr. Luthor, these... These men who doing doing illegal illegal activities are wearing your brand. Like, yeah, well, clearly they're infringing upon your trademark. Yes, the mastermind behind this is trying to frame me <laughs> by putting his goons in my goons' uniforms.
0: We figured it out.
1: Yeah, it all makes sense he's, now. He's going so obvious that no one would even believe how easy it was.
0: <laughs> it's just, oh my god. No,
1: yeah, you you're actually right. He would. Put up uh, a copyright lawsuit against yeah. these guys. He like, would sue how them. dare they steal my logo? I mean,
0: he's totally fine leaving his own men to die. He would absolutely sue them to prove
1: that, that he's not
0: the villain here. Yeah. Even though he just like I feel like everyone just knows he does this sort of
1: shit now. I think they do. Yeah. I don't I don't even know. But they still elect him president. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> oh I, man. Fiction. It's oh, all fiction. It's Don't worry.
0: <laughs> thank God these things can't happen in real life. I know. Thank God. Um, okay. Another uh, another small moment I have to touch on that I thought was so dumb. Jimmy's driving. Jimmy's driving. Which I feel like he's old enough. Three, right. He he's like seventeen. He's thought, like nineteen. I, he's like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Like he's maybe he's just like a late bloomer. But I, I wrote. He would have to be fifteen. You would have to be less than sixteen to have a learner's permit. You can mm-hmm. only like if you're over sixteen, you just get like a professional license. Yeah. So he's like 15 and a half? I guess so. What? Sure, whatever. <laughs>
1: what? He doesn't have a Pulitzer yet. He doesn't so. have a oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, no. He'll get that in like two more years. I, I wrote in my notes of, can we stop the Jimmy sideline? It's really boring. And once I got to the end of the episode, I'm like, I would have rather watched Jimmy learn to drive than finish this episode. I also. That would have been a much better episode. <laughs> There's only, I guess, like a five-minute side story, not five, maybe like a two-minute side story of Jimmy trying to find a place to park. At SeaWorld. And that was more entertaining than most of the Aquaman moments. Well, because it's him, because
0: there's a lot going on there, actually. There's layers to that. There is. It's him learning how to drive. It's him learning trying to find a parking spot in a crowded space.
1: It's him learning how to drive stick. Well, really, I think it's a message about his insecurities. It really is though. Because actually, he, yeah. he can't make him like not finding a parking spot is his inability to make a decision. Yeah.
0: It's him not knowing what his place is in this world. Is he just is he just a sidekick? Is he just there to help out Lois? Where is Lois? Like, what is he supposed to
1: do without guidance? Right. And it's like the people honking at him are are uh, who's the boss of the Daily Planet? Perry White. Perry White. Yeah. I mean the the honking was just Perry White's voice just like yelling at him yeah. to to find what he needs because Perry can't tell him where to park. Perry like, he has to find his own parking spot. Perry can only push him to find a better spot. Oh man, you know we did not give this episode enough credit for the real deep metaphorical character arc that yeah. they give Jimmy. I'm really excited to see him come back as a, a new fleshed out character in the next yeah. episode. Yeah. When he he's actually had enough time to learn how to drive. Um And, you know, now he's off into the city trying
0: to figure out how to deal with, like, one-way streets and hills Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's going to be really, it's going to be a very deep,
1: emotional journey for all of us. So here's, on a serious note, (laughs) um, we usually make the comment that episodes that, this, on a surface level, this is the episode that we asked about. We wanted a story about Jimmy and Lois and X. Yeah. And we didn't want Superman to be the main character. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't. Superman yeah, played very a background. very, very small part in this episode. Yeah. To the point where we don't even see him disarm the bombs. No, he just like throws them on the ground like, don't worry, I took I, care yeah, of it. I got everything done. Don't worry. No need for a fight. I'm the best. Um, this is what we've been asking for for weeks. Is. Technically, yeah. Is we want a Jimmy and Lois-focused episode where they're doing kind of detective work. Mm-hmm. Um, and Superman isn't... And they, they solve problems through detective work and not just through Superman's brute strength. Yeah, or by riding a motorcycle. Right. Um, so we got it. We, we got did. what we asked for. All right. Man, we should never ask for anything ever we again. We really need... We got... It's the, it's the genie's wish, where we have to be very specific about our wish. <laughs> oh, or they're uh, going to find the loophole. It's the monkey's paw? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Or the the feature film Bedazzled, starring Elizabeth Hurley and Brendan Fraser. Oh, well, now that Brendan Fraser's in, I feel like I have to see it. Yeah, you've never seen Bedazzle? I haven't. Oh man, I it's... need. To, I'm just gonna go through all of Brendan Fraser's uh, Uber. Vide- videography. Yeah, I don't remember it being particularly good. It's fine. I think I watched like the
0: original version with was it Dudley Moore? Doesn't matter. Do we have any more notes on this? Doesn't episode? matter. Um, no, it just ends too. It just mm-hmm. like it ends with Atlantis Atlanteans destroying Lex's tanker, mm-hmm. him flying off, and then him be like. You watch your back, Superman, you surface dwellers.
1: Yeah. Okay, bye. Also, so one, one more point I want to bring up about this. He already claims, he already declares to everyone around him that he's the king. Yeah. And then some fucking goon is like, I think I can kill him. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, I guess that's the whole point, right? It's like, oh, us brash surface dwellers, that even when we could walk away from a
1: fight, we still have to do it. And then, yeah, yeah it was it was so dumb. One more, one more small point, and then, then we're done talking about this. Okay. Um, did they get rid of every other power that he has besides talking to fish? Because so he does not have super strength in this episode.
0: This, oh no, because he couldn't break through the chains. Yeah,
1: I guess not. And we don't really see him swim a lot. No, he. Can, it looks like he could swim faster than a normal person. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he can like convince a shark to pretend to eat Lois and then drag her around like a puppy. Yeah. So they only use his his can communicate with fish. This, but it's not even true because he also communicates with, with seagulls. seagulls. Well, uh, creatures of the sea. Right. Sure. It is there in any, the any name. Any creature that has sea in its name. Clearly, he has yeah. control. Seagulls, he has domination over. Sea lions, mm-hmm.
0: sea anemones, but, I mean, seals. Technically, it's in there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You got it. <laughs> it's. It's real dumb. I had one more moment I wanted to mention when he like throws a trident through the side of the tanker and it pins Lex's hand against the wall and then Lex just like steps outside and it was like no big deal. Yeah. Like that's a really impressive aim Mm -hmm. and it did nothing. From a trident that we had not seen anywhere in the episode before. No, but it's fine because he just probably grabbed it from one of his Atlantean soldiers. Yeah. Dumb, dumb, terrible episode. We can pretend this episode doesn't exist and just meet him uh, in an awesome fashion, Justice League, and not in the back of a truck. Right. Tied up like we do in this episode. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. It's terrible.
1: Alright. But we wanted into the better episode. But I will say that I liked the Etrigan episode quite a bit. I did. I love Etrigan. Yeah. He he appears a lot in Justice League. So I was gonna ask you, where because I also love him, but I have read I think
0: one comic maybe that he actually has an appearance in. So mm-hmm. like, where did your love for the character come from?
1: From these shows. Isn't it, it's so true though, right? It's, it's from Justice League and... Uh, and JLU, he appears there a little bit. Yeah, JLU. Then, you,
0: is he in Brave and the Bold? He's in Brave and the Bold a little bit. Isn't that, that is kind of funny to Like that we're now revisiting this stuff, that there's a lot of times I come across a character that in the same way. <laughs> like I love them because of their appearance in, especially Justice League. Yeah. And like, oh, like, I mean, kind of like Aquaman, too. Or even like Green Lantern. I kind of first discovered Green Lantern through Justice League. Oh, yeah, I did, too. And then we're like, oh, yeah, we love them, but for for later on, mm-hmm. when they're done better. Yeah. But he's actually done pretty well here. I, I think he gets more to do when we learn more about him by the time we get
1: to Justice League. Mm-hmm. But I think for a one-off episode that introduces the character, this one's pretty solid, actually. It also introduces the whole world of magic. Yeah, so I, was I was trying to think, because I wrote down in here, like, when's the last time we saw magic in Batman? We, and we haven't. We haven't. No, because we we had
0: Zatanna, but she was treated as just an illusionist. There, we never right. saw her do actual. The magic. closest we have to
1: magic is Roz. Yeah, that's true.
0: I guess. Oh yeah. Um, I guess the one instance we've seen before oh, was yeah. um the there's like that mummy in the tomb. Mm-hmm. It's so it's not the um the first episode with yeah, Roz, the second not Roz. the Demon's Quest, but whatever the other one was. So I guess that was technically the first use of magic in Batman, and then in Superman, the only. In, well, I think the only instance so far in Superman was with Dr. Fate. Right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. even, like, Mixius pit, like, he's, I, I like, was, like more like, cosmic have we powers. Have seen Dr. Fate already? Yeah, there was an episode um, where everyone on the Daily Planet got turned into, like, those weird phantasm-looking, floating monster things with tentacles coming out of their mouths, and they, like, get turned into horrible, hideous creatures, and they, like... If I
1: knew you weren't being serious, I feel like you'd be they, making they, fun they, of like, me for They, like, bust out of their, their skin... Like, they just, like,
0: the alien, like, the creatures, like, burst out of the, the normal people's, like, skin and clothing, and then they just, like, magically j- transform back to their old state. But, like, Lois becomes, like, this horrible, like, squiddy-looking monster. Like,
1: it, it sounds... Very Cthulhu-esque. Uh, it's really upsetting, because I know I've seen this, and I know yeah. we talked about this. Yeah. But I have literally no memory of
0: it. It's fine. It wasn't a particularly good episode. Again, Dr. Fate, okay. great when we meet him in Justice League. Not so much in Superman. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, this is the first... And I had to do art for Dr. Fate? Did you do art for Dr. I, fate? No, because I went through my files yesterday, and I cleaned everything up. Oh, okay. Uh, just to make it a little easier for me. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, I never saw art for Fate. I guess you never did it, then. It's really upsetting. I don't know, but I guess what? we can see some, down. some
0: real fancy Aquaman art this week. Oh, don't worry.
1: And some Etrigan art, too? You're, you're going to get the hook hand. <laughs> and then um, the, the brand. But, yeah, this <laughs> this is... uh.
0: One of the more prominent uses. Like, it's the first episode that's really about magic. Mm-hmm. I would say that even that Roz episode, that's kind of a, a a subplot element to
1: what's more of an adventure story. Yeah. This is a full-on magic thing. And I think they actually do a pretty good job with it. I, I think they do because uh, Tim is the voice of the audience.
0: Yes. Because everything
1: he says is what we're thinking. Like, what is happening? What the fuck is going on? Why do you know how to do this? And I think one of the things that I love is
0: with Batman you can throw something weird at him and have him already know it's there and believe it. Batman's mm-hmm. the kind of guy who would know that magic is a thing. He's the kind of guy who would have met and formed a friendship with Jason Blood at some point. We're not surprised when these sort of things happen. Right. They seem a little more weird with Superman. Yeah. Like, I remember that Dr. Fate episode, like, they had had some sort of history and he kind of felt like, shouldn't this be the episode where you guys meet? hmm Just because even the way we meet Superman is we see his introduction to the world, so we know that he has, you know, history outside of the episodes we've watched, but he doesn't have a past in the same way. Right. Whereas Batman was already operating by the time we meet him. And he just knows this sort of shit. Because mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode, weird stuff keeps happening to him, and they keep throwing more and more stuff at him, and he never acts like he's over his head. Like, he starts turning into, like, a tree. And, and he, he just, still bitch slaps. He still bitch <laughs> slaps the kid. Uh, Carrion. No, Clarion. Clarion, thank you. Clarion the witch boy. Yeah, nothing phases him, which is pretty great. Um, I also love in that opening sequence when Clarion and Jason Blood are, are outbidding each other for that branding oh, iron. God, it's such a dick and like, move. And Bruce just steps up, big swinging dick that he is, and just like, one million dollars. Yeah.
1: I'm done. Yep. Done my thing. Uh, Hang on, I think I had that in my wallet. Give me one second. Yeah. I have the cash here somewhere. Alfred has it in the car. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do love these episodes, too, because the, the background audio is oftentimes
0: really fun. So I don't know if you caught this, but Clarion makes his bid of like hundred thousand dollars, just like ten x the, the opening bid. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jason chimes in with one hundred and ten, and you can hear someone like, "Oh, someone else is interested." In yeah, this?
1: <laughs> someone else wants this random thing. The, the background voices are always really, really. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted. Because we made we made a joke earlier that everything that I brought with the '90s you hate. Mm-hmm. This is the most '90s intro ever like opening opening scene at the auction before the auction it's Bruce and Tim walking through the back exhibit and Tim's like all right I've seen the old stuff can I go play video games now he doesn't even say video games he says videos now can I play those videos now yeah Uh, yeah
0: can I go watch some MTV
1: yeah and I'm like TRL's coming on this is the most 90s intro and I love it
0: oh god it really was Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep away from those
1: goddamn things
0: yeah Oh, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But what did you think of uh,
1: Clarion, the witch boy, and his weird little cat, Um, He has, he has been the exact same in every representation of him, which I think is kind of awesome. Yeah.
0: He's just a, he's just a little shit.
1: Yeah. And I kind of love that. I think This interpretation of him is the exact same one we see in Young Justice, which Mm -hmm. is the exact same one we see in Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't think, he never made an appearance in Teen Titans. He might have been in Teen Titans Go. I don't know. He seems like someone who would be in Teen Titans Go. He does. And you can see them, like, just really ripping him to shreds. Yeah.
0: Because he's just, what I think works for me with him is that he is legitimately intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like, just because he is so creepy. Yeah. and he's he so powerful. And so powerful. I mean, you know, actually, credit to the writers, that opening auction scene does establish his credibility that he has that kind of money to throw around. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is so like creepy, but he's also so petulant and so whiny. Yeah. So that when he does just like, oh, I want ice cream, we kind of believe that he would use a demon to go get himself ice cream. He
1: is, oh God, what was the guy's name <laughs> in the Richie Rich movie, the live action movie? He, I. don't you dare... I really
0: like that movie. Oh, you are going to
1: say you've never seen it? <laughs> no, of course I've seen I'm it. I'm like, I really like that all movie All of the shit up. you've given me, you've never um, seen Richie Rich. Oh, like his, his foil at the, the Academy? Yes, the, when he wishes that he didn't exist. The kid that takes over as the new son of Richie Rich. Cameron, hang on. Hang on one second. Mm-hmm. Which Richie Rich movie are you referring to? The live to? action one. But you're not
0: referring to the live-action one starring Macaulay Culkin, because that does not involve wishes. That involves John Larroquette trying to steal valuables from Mount Richmore. Right. No, I'm talking
1: about the Christmas movie. Jesus Christ, Cameron. You... Richie Richards' Christmas wish. You... You have become... You have become... (laughs) Self-parody in this
0: exact moment. Because I assume you were talking about like the 90s Richie Rich movie starring Macaulay Culkin that I still have a soft spot for because I think it's actually like a a fun, whimsical ride. But no, you're referring to Richie Rich's wish. Christmas wish. Christmas wish, which I'm sure... Also in the 90s. No one has seen. How dare you? It's so good. Okay, it would have been a stretch that I had seen the Macaulay Culkin one. (laughs) You're talking about an entirely different one. Probably starring, like, the kid from
1: Dennis the Menace or something like that, who no uh, one remembers. David Gallagher.
0: Who the fuck is that? I don't know.
1: Also, Michelle Chachtenberg's in it. And uh, something, uh, Eyebrows from American is in it. Eyebrows? You know what I'm talking about. The dad. Oh, Eugene Levy. Yeah, I can remember his name. Wait, does he play Richard Rich? No. Um, he plays one of the servants that is helping him. Oh, my God. You also realize the only reason they named this movie Richie Rich's Christmas
0: Wish is because it, like, is borderline lyrical, right? Yeah. In the title. I know. Uh, Who, who, oh, God damn it. Why do you, you make me hate myself sometimes. (laughs) Oh, okay, David Gallagher. Oh, uh, he was um, Seventh Heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I mean, it's got Martin Mull. I do love Martin Mull.
1: Leslie Ann Warren, oh my god, I love her. I think it's the mom.
0: Yeah, she is the mom, mm-hmm. Michelle Trachtenberg, yep. and no one else of note. Right. Um, no, I was thinking of in uh, the real Richie Rich movie. Yeah, it's fine. That there's like, you know, it's a kid's movie, so it's like his foil at the academy who is like all stuck up, I think in like a fencing battle at some mm-hmm. point. I'm pretty sure it's the same kid who played the little Weasley guy in The Little Rascals. Okay. Yeah. But yes, both of those characters remind me of Clarion, the witch
1: boy. <sighs> Great. I'm glad you're with me. <laughs>
0: <sighs> God damn it. But, you know, it... He... Because it is... There are some kind of, like, silly-esque moments, but I think they kind of work. So one of thinking of, for example, is uh, when Batman finally gets the brand from Clarion. He just holds it above him so Clarion yeah, can't grab that. it. And I would believe that in that moment, Clarion would... Jump up and down, try and grab it, and not actually think to use a spell. Mm-hmm. I believe that he would be just like so caught up in being like whiny and be so upset that someone was defying him. Oh yeah, but I could buy that happening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and so I mean, this episode does what I think a lot of intro to character stories. I'm not saying this the right way. In the same way that like all of the Marvel Phase One movies are the hero up against like a evil of, version of themselves. Yeah, the doppel- the evil doppelganger. That's basically what happens here, but I think it kind of works because they do separate out Etrigan from Jason
1: Blood. Mm -hmm. And it's also a short story, like a shorter thing, so it kind of works. Most of the magic episodes are basically fighting mirrors, but it is a little, I mean, I I wouldn't consider this a mirror because this is kind of I don't see Etrigan and Clarion as the same.
0: No, but it's it's a... It's, I, I
1: see the mirror being Clarion and Dr. Fate, because that's usually the one that I right. see more. I think it's more of that
0: idea of the hero having to go up against a, a corrupted version of the same power that made him a hero in the first place. Okay. So in this case, it's Batman having to go up against an evil version of Etrigan, right? But it's kind of the same idea of like, oh, right, the power that made... The, whatever it was that made this person a hero can be corrupted, mm-hmm. and then you have to fight that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I did love the Batman just like jumped into it head first. Like, I'm just going to go fight this thing. And you believe that even if he doesn't know what he's doing, he's going to tell no one that. He's just right. going to go and figure it out as he goes. He's going to turn into like a little spiky ball mm-hmm. and a tree. I did like the, um, the, the duplication spell. The jason blood did he oh up, yeah he pulled up the crystal and spun it and like all of them duplicated mm-hmm. and that even what i liked about that was that that, that whole dynamic was kind of cool that batman is off fighting and he just trusts that jason has got his back in the background right and he's improvising as he goes along so when he gets duplicated he uses that as a distraction to try and like sneak away and i guess reboot regroup and reattack yeah really clever actually mm-hmm um, also, did you catch the reference to uh, the Kirby's Cake Store?
1: I did, to Jack Kirby. I know. It's Creator of Etrigan. I know, fun little fun little thing thrown mm-hmm. in there. Um, uh, well, yeah, with the with the clones, what I really loved is when they exploded, they oh, turned yeah. into bats. Okay. Fluttering bats? Yeah.
0: It was real fun. It just, you know, again, a, a, an episode that has a lot of strength in the details, mm-hmm. but the overall plot hangs together pretty well, and the character's really well done.
1: Yeah. There was only one detail just because like, I didn't understand why they had it there, was the, uh, Batman scales the side of a building. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's at least like 20 stories in the air. And he turns a corner, and there's a sign that like slows him down, which says, no through road. Oh, yeah. On the side of a building, 20 stories in the air. I forgot that he was up in the air when that happened. Yeah. Which then,
0: I feel like when they reverse the camera back, he's... Back on the street
1: again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll give. you I that. think they also kind of forgot where he was. I think they they lost themselves <clears throat> geographically. Yeah. But also with magic, you are always just like yeah yeah whatever we'll just go you, along. you kind of forgive that kind of stuff in a magic themed episode. Yeah. No, we'll just kind of go along with it. Um. But no, I yeah I I like Etrigan mm-hmm. a lot. And you also had a sense of like panic or like a sense of urgency while this whole thing is going because every time it cuts back to Jason Blood, mm-hmm. um, he does get visually much older. Yeah. Which, in their case, is just making him lose more hair. Yeah. Less and less hair. Yeah. Slightly
0: more hunched over. hmm The occasional liver spot. Yep. Um, what did you think of Clarion's weird transforming cat, Tickle?
1: Not a fan. No? Well, because Tickle, is the true Lord of Chaos, right? I, that's what I thought. I thought I remember that's reading what they that That's what somewhere. they, um, <clears throat> at least in young justice that's what they
0: Oh okay that's what i remember it from yeah, yeah it was that the, the actual cat's the powerful one and the clarion's kind of his
1: um, like servant puppet. or uh, not servant um vessel yes thank mm-hmm. you um yeah i don't think they i feel like that might have been like a new 52 change okay uh because in this version it's definitely not like that is definitely the servant yeah tiko's a, a henchman a weird mm-hmm. hench hench lady hench cat
0: actually yeah uh I did love, though, that when Batman is able to retrieve the brand, he hits mm-hmm. Tickle in the head with it, leaving a mark, and then he controls her and he tells her to sit. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. He's
1: so cool. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, what was the other thing about that? Um, the way they animated Tickle was really fascinating because they- the, the cat or the cat lady? The cat lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, human Um mm-hmm. uh, Because, like- her movements were so inhuman, how she yeah. got around. Yeah. Like she, like she walked and ran normal. But <clears throat> like when she was fighting Batman, they would kind of like put her weight, they would distribute her weight in such awkward and uncomfortable angles. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, that's one of the few fights where I believe that Batman would have lost that fight. Yeah. Because he's never had to fight that kind of creature before.
0: Yeah, they can move and contort in these weird yeah. ways.
1: I guess yeah, they did. A, I guess they
0: did a pretty nice job of mimicking what, like the the musculature and the movement of a cat would be mm-hmm. like in a human form. Because
1: clearly Batman has a lot of practice fighting cat themed villains. <laughs> yeah, or... that's what I thought at first. I thought she was. I thought Tico was going to transform into Catwoman oh, as kind okay. of like a distraction tactic.
0: Oh, that could have been interesting.
1: Um, but yeah, like yeah, like Batman has fought cat themed things before. Yeah, Catwoman. Cat man, mm-hmm. giant cats,
0: yeah. Catwoman as a cat woman, yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. got all the bases covered. Lions, yeah. I'm sure that's a tiger thrown in there somewhere. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was really cool to like. Like he knows like a humanoid cat, but not a a a, a cat humanoid. And it doesn't work the other way, does anthropomorphized it? Anthropomorphized cat. Sure. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go with that.
0: Even I'm skeptical of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for him to come back around. Mm-hmm. I, we both attempted the last minute to try and do like a little bit of research on Etrigan. It's too I much. I feel like just, it's a really convoluted character. Um, so the only comic I've ever read with him was actually a, uh, Batman Beyond comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't say how Etrigan makes an appearance. Well, he's immortal. Yeah, but like there, it's it's interesting how they draw him into the story and okay. how they use him. It's actually very clever, but we were talking about this before the podcast started. In that version, he speaks in rhymes, mm-hmm. and Etrigan doesn't hear.
1: I feel like, does he... I feel like he does in Young in, in Justice League. I seem to recall him doing that in Justice League, yeah. yeah. And you know me, I'm a sucker for characters that talk in rhymes. Uh, in the brief research that we did beforehand, one of my favorite things was, and the wiki page in New 52, New 52 Etrigan... Um, he is a rhyming demon, and in parentheses it said, who is not good at rhyming. <laughs> like, amazing. Well, every character Perfect. has to have their flaws. Right. Major character flaw. Yeah. He's the demon of rhymes who cannot rhyme. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the Riddler's whole shtick is riddles. He's not particularly good at them. That's also true. Yeah. I think he's pretty good at them. Only one person can solve them. Yeah, I guess. I think it's a pretty good riddle. <laughs> If one in seven billion people can only... I guess two in seven billion can figure it out. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good. Pretty good. Probably three. I bet Question could answer them.
0: Oh, oh man. The Question.
1: I'd love to see The Question go up against the Riddler. That actually would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They could have a a conversation about colorful suits. Yeah. I'd watch that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd watch a 30-minute conversation between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Just talking about their fashion choices. I'm on board.
1: Be amazing. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, so we are very excited cuz uh are you are you a big fan of Arthurian legend?
0: Not uh, not particularly. I can't say that it's something that I like will seek out content for. Okay.
1: I take it you are. I am. Okay. Because I did go see <laughs> Guy Pierce's uh King Arthur movie last year. Wait, not Guy Pierce. Yeah, Guy Pierce is the um the actor, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, thank you. <laughs> to be fair, I could totally see Guy Pierce being in a king arthur movie probably has been probably it was terrible right i enjoyed it oh well so it was I, terrible Got yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> when i walked out of the movie i didn't like it wow um because it, it's such a weird tone I've, i think i've talked about this on the podcast before that was a year ago so i'm gonna talk about it again yeah um he uh, the tone was was set up to be almost like a heist film oh, like a okay. medieval heist that doesn't that's so because it's him trying to retrieve the sword yeah um and it does not work no, I, I can because see it. Because it goes from like these long, like Lord of the Rings-esque shots of like these beautiful scenes and this mm-hmm. this dialogue. And then they'll they'll place that right next to these Ocean's Eleven style quick cuts and like sliding transitions and like three images in one frame yeah. kind of shot. You know, yeah, you know exactly yeah, what shots all, I'm talking about. Yeah, right.
0: all done to like a dropkick Murphy's montage. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> It'll be like these this like this like these drums playing, and then yeah. it switched switch to this, like, boom, 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 Yeah, you know?
0: Th- they're shipping off to Boston, even though Boston doesn't fucking exist yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't bother with it. I- I've never seen that. I've never seen the Clive Owen one from back in the day. I've never seen the Sword in the Stone, actually, the Disney it's, film. <clears throat>
1: it's, it's okay. Or is, that, or is it the Black Cauldron? Are those two different things? They're two different things, yeah. Okay. Sword in the Stone was 1963. Black Cauldron. College of 1984. Shows what I know.
0: But no, like, I've never been that drawn into it. I think it's kind of like Shakespeare for me, where I think that the, um, you can pull interesting content from some of those, like, broader themes and mm-hmm. story arcs and do some cool stuff with it, but I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way to go see something that's, like, a direct adaptation of something Arthurian.
1: I love Arthurian Legend. And I think it it stems back to, like, one of my early films that I remember watching was Quest for Camelot. What's that? Uh, Early, early, early DreamWorks. Oh, okay. No, not even... Before DreamWorks even existed. I was about to ask if it's animated, but... It is animated. Yeah, I know the answer for that already. Yeah. Um, Was it Fox animation? What if they made
0: a third never back down film that was
1: animated oh god like, don't like, even like an, an, even an anime like style never back down don't even maybe. tease me like that they did not really but there was an anime. what no well there's i'm sure there's an mma anime oh yeah there's a lot just fun to say mm-hmm M-manime. mma anime
0: mma anime mm-hmm. i can um, make a
1: list if you want me to put that in the bat plugs for you
0: no that's fine <laughs> i think we're good without that
1: greatest warrior kenichi Great show, guys. Do you, uh, it's only seventy episodes. Do you have bat plugs? I have a bat plug because, okay. like you, I've been very busy this week. Yeah, it was hellish. Mm-hmm. No time. Yeah, I, I did also mention before that, like, I am trying to plow through the the Marvel Cinematic Universe before Infinity War. So, how far are you? Three movies. <laughs> so you okay? So you, oh, that's right. You just finished Iron Man two. Yeah. So you have fifteen more to go, and you have five days. I have four well, no, you're days. Well, you less than that because you're at four Disney days all weekend. I'll, I'll be at Disney after this and Sunday. So I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning, I guess.
0: Well, it's a good thing you can just,
1: like, have these running in the background while you work. Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, my plug is I found this YouTube series, which is so entertaining. Uh, it's a Funny or Die series. And I feel like Funny or Die has kind of been dwindling these past few years. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see them kind of back in, like, really funny territory. Uh, but they've been taking plots of uh, kind of the forgotten sitcom episodes of the 80s and 90s and bringing them back to light of how messed up some of the storylines are. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think I saw one of these the other day. Yeah, one of my favorite ones is uh, Do You Remember DJ Tanner Had an Eating Disorder oh God. in Full House. Uh, but they took it to the next level with this one because they have a whole series. They're into season two of Zack Morris's Trash. <laughs> <laughs> so if For our fans that have watched uh, Saved by the Bell, I I recently watched every episode, because it came on Hulu, uh, all eight seasons. I think there were eight seasons, maybe six seasons. Uh, Too many. My brain was mush. Um, Zach Morris is a horrible person. Yeah. And so Funny or Die has these five-minute videos that bring to light all of the horrible, horrible, horrible things Zach Morris has done at his time in high school. And in college, because they yeah. did go to college.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. They did do that for a bit. Mm-hmm. Didn't he and I don't know the character's name, but Tiffany Amber Thiessen's character eventually get married? Mm-hmm. Such a garbage human.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, unbelievably garbage. The, the one of the ones that I remember watching was like, do you remember when Zach Morris dated and made fun of a handicapped woman? What? Yeah. Oh my god. So they so that they like give like a brief description of the episode and then dive into all the, all the horrible things he did. Mm-hmm. So the school opens up a self help call line. Yeah. Then of course Zach Morris is a helping run, uh, and he gets. There are like three rules for the self help or for the helpline. It's uh, don't give your name. Don't ask for any personal information on their ha- on their part. Um, I don't remember the third rule but Zach obviously breaks all three Yeah, because he answers the the first call he gets he's like oh you have a cute voice what's your name they, she gives her name She's like oh you want to go on a date oh. and so they go on a date and she's already there and so Zach like goes says hi and then she like wheels out and she's paralyzed from the waist down uh, and he like can't stop talking about it he's like I'm okay with it but the world isn't okay that you're half a person and it was
0: oh my god yeah you, you could have said the it, 80s you could have said like oh yeah like there was that one episode where like Zach Morris gives a blowjob with the captain of the football team and then outs him and like queer bashes him for the entire thing like yeah that's something that Zach Morris would do yeah absolutely
1: because <laughs> he's a trash person a trash and he deserves human. to be out for how bad of a person he is <laughs> what a horrible horrible character yes Oh. Uh, Speaking what, of that, are you
0: totally gonna go to the uh, Save by the Bell themed restaurant? It's when It sold opens? out.
1: It's sold out so fast. Is it
0: like? Is it actually sold out? Sold out? Yeah. But I mean, is it gonna be like the cantina bar where like the initial run
1: is sold out, and then they'll just keep it open for a long time? We I can eventually just walk in. I don't know because I think it's like a super exclusive. Because like the, the the big one that everyone wanted to do was um, go eat at the uh, at the restaurant, which I already forgot the name of. Yeah, I don't know. But it's only like. From the sound of it, it's only one table. What? So it's only like one meal at a time. Like it's a super fancy. I guess supposedly it's like a really like nice thing. What? Yeah. Because like they've been building that damn thing for months. I know. Because it's right next to my Target. Um, uh, this might be the one that's in Santa Monica.
0: Okay, because they're doing the one. They're doing just one here. right in here yeah. in
1: West Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I think this one will probably be easier to get into. I'll go to that one instead. Yeah, I just walk there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I guess my other bat plug, just because I've been listening to the song nonstop, I'll do a, a music plug, so I don't do that very often. Oh, okay. Um, we got the first song off of the uh, Mean Girls, the musical soundtrack. <gasps> oh, we did? And it's so good. It's called I'd Rather Be Me, mm-hmm. and it's the um, it's the song after like all the girls fight it, it, towards the end of Mean Girls. Oh, my God, what? And it's so good. Oh, my I'll go
0: check that out. Yeah,
1: it's sung by Janice. And it's, oh, God. I, oh I've Janice. I've probably listened to it Thirty-five times doesn't surprise it's me. It's so good. Doesn't surprise me at all. I'm so excited for this. For all right, this musical.
0: Is it coming to L.A.? I'm sure it eventually will come to. Yeah, LA. in like seven
1: years. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it does take a long time for things to get here. Mm-hmm. God damn it. I know. We could just go to New York. We could. Yeah. I'm trying right now. Oh yeah. Uh, there's. So I found out you can in like the. Oh God, what's the website? I don't remember anymore. Airbnb. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, I was just a no, guess. No, not that one. No. Oh. Um. You can every Friday you can apply to get cheap tickets to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, okay. Um, for that week, mm. so for the following, from the day you from that Friday to next Friday. Yeah. So if I'm I started putting my name in for to the to the raffle, and if I win, that means I have to buy <laughs> like a day of ticket to New York. Oh my god. Well, but totally worth it. Totally worth it because like regular cursed child tickets are four hundred for each part because it's a two part play. Yeah. Uh If you win the raffle, it's eighty for both. Jesus Christ. So that covers the flight. Well, may the odds be ever in your favor. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you have to plug?
0: Um, God, not a lot really. Again, I haven't had a lot of time this week. I guess I will plug um, the yeah the there's a really funny drag brunch sketch from John Mulaney on Saturday Night Live that I watched I'll, mm-hmm. I'll plug that it was it was pretty good um that and then I guess I'll also do a musical one um not a literal musical but adjective music Oh, great you're killing it so good um I spent the entire week listening to Alan Silvestri's Back to the Future trilogy scores while at work <laughs> amazing they're so good <laughs> Oh, they're so amazing. So yeah, I just they I I have to listen to soundtracks in chronological order. It bugs me to no end that a lot of soundtracks don't do that. Like John Williams infamously will not put out like he he'll put out in a in order that like he just, just won't put out he just won't put out at teased. all. I know, God, just blue ball on us always. Johnny W. Ugh. I still don't
1: ever call him. Ugh. <laughs> do you ever have those moments when you just immediately hate yourself oh yeah yeah
0: it mostly happens on this mm-hmm.
1: but i'll share a joke after okay. it, it would it would be too, it's bad. too much it's <laughs> too much for an on-air joke. um but yeah
0: like he like all of his star wars albums aren't in chronological order and so the great thing is there's a blog that just has a list of like every movie soundtrack in chronological order so i just go and like reorganize them into a spotify playlist so that mm-hmm. i can list them in order order. Because I need to do that because it really bothers me if it's not. It's fine. Uh, but it's those are fantastic scores, man. Fantastic scores. Highly recommend listening to those. Great.
1: Yeah. That's it for me. <laughs> Great. Uh, we're at um, hour 15. So, do we want to do a lot Yes, of this? we have just no. enough time. We put it off last week. So okay. the, the
0: funny thing is is that when we recorded last week, and ran like an hour and 40. And we kept talking about how long it was. I actually cut out 20 minutes of it. Okay. So the final version was like a normal length episode. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, I, I did say that we would do this this week because I have a, a list of people who have been like sending us in like questions or just like comments, and that sort of thing. So we're going to go through a few of them real quick. Uh, so our good friend, Sam Gash, <gasps> Sam Gash, he wrote in because when we were doing, I think it was the cult of the cat episode, we'd make a reference to animal transformations. We had a whole discussion about if there ever been any good animal transformation stories. His retort was Harry Potter. <clears throat> That's true. Now, hang on. hmm I would argue that it's not an animal transformation story.
1: It's a part. It's a it's a
0: part, part of, it, of a bigger. Yeah, story, yeah. I mean, I, I was. I think we were talking more like, Teen Wolf and The Wolfman and like some of those things because mm-hmm. I agree that I think that the um, the animagus parts of Harry Potter are done really well. Yeah, and I think three in general is one of the best stories, both movie and book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I would count that quite as an animal transformation story. Unless we do
1: just the story of, um. What are they the four of them? Mooney Wormtail, Padfoot, Padfoot and Prongs. Yeah. Do they have like a do they have a group name? I don't think, I don't so. think so. I don't think they do. No. Um, I'm really embarrassing myself right now. Yeah, you are. <clears throat> this uh, is
0: even more embarrassing than Richie Rich's Christmas wish, Cameron. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed by that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Mooney Wormtail, Padfoot and Prong. Pr- prongs prongs not Prague Prague the, the city the, the, the city yeah
0: it's the three of the rest of them <laughs> out
1: for a jolly old time in the city of Prague yeah, yeah. it stars um, who's the actor that plays Johnny English Rowan Atkinson thank you <laughs> yeah I only went with that reference because yeah. I saw the trailer recently oh I haven't bothered with it okay I would have said Mr. Bean I thought you were going to make fun of me for not picking Mr. Bean as the reference no,
0: no I appreciate you knowing
1: not knowing who is, what his name is but trying yeah. you tried uh yeah, he's in that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's him, Steve Coogan. Mm-hmm.
1: and Rafa Spall. Sure. Yeah. Um if you focus on the story of the four of them, it's an it's an an animal transformation story. It is. And obviously that's a bigger part of the book especially. In the yeah. movie it's kind of just glossed over. Mm-hmm.
0: Um but yeah, I mean, well, Sam will give you half points on that. Yeah. You're not entirely wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. You get 100% <laughs> you know for participation. You know what? I'll say this. Uh I don't you were I think like thematically correct but technically wrong. Mm-hmm. And being technically right is the most important kind of right.
1: That's that's what that's what we aim for all the time. Oh uh, um so that was one hun, so I, for animal transformations, <laughs> can it go from animal to human? Um so like what's an example of that? <laughs> Power Rangers? What it's the five animals, animorphs, uh, zoids come together to make the, the human zoids. That's not the same thing. That's an assembly. <laughs> come on, Cameron. Zoid. Uh, the, the anime zoids?
0: What? I'm going to stop. Oh, I'm going to stop. God. You, uh, I'll never be able to keep up with you on this. Um, so then also, uh, one of our listeners, uh, we correspond occasionally on Instagram, Ashley Clark, mm-hmm. aka Pretty Dang Nerdy. Um, she wrote to us because she listened to the episode where I plugged the Vox Media uh, Today Explained podcast. Mm-hmm. And I specifically referenced the episode about the um, West Virginia teachers' strike. And she wrote out to thank us for referencing it. She actually participated in that, um, which actually, that's awesome that you participated. Shitty that you had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like that more or less worked out. And if it hasn't quite, I, I certainly hope it does.
1: Um. So. <clears throat> I think it's gotten a little better. I, I know... think so. Yeah, I think like some... Ugh. Well, I know that story kind of got trumped by the Oklahoma story, which was the exact same thing. Yeah, like Oklahoma kind of took the lead after West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: because uh, Vox did another episode about Oklahoma. Like, yeah, we're coming back around to this. Yeah. Um, but no, like that's, it's so stupid. Like education is like one of the mo- like probably if there's one thing that we should really be working on to fix it's education because that has effects on literally everything else. Right. Um yeah. It's god damn it. If Trash World we live I know.
1: If if Super Troopers 2. Oh, well, don't worry, we're back on brand. <laughs> Only had We got one. dangerously close to being serious for a second, Cameron. Thank you for <laughs> for bringing us back. Oh, well, if I could take away one thing from Super Troopers 2, it was cuz the the story is is Canada and the US fighting and yeah. just making a bunch of amazing Canada and US jokes. I know. I do and want to see that actually. It is it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they do have one like great rant joke mm-hmm. about how Canada like oh, with our free education and like, what does that do? He's like, Well, none of us believe the earth is flat. None of us believe <laughs> that vaccines are dangerous, none of us believe <laughs> like and they just like list all Yeah, the, the things. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. fair point. Education, it's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Get connected yeah. for free. Um, an education connection.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also had another a question for you mm-hmm. from Paul Hill. And he was wondering, did it bother you that they combined the various Green Lantern origins when they did In Brightest Day? Because so, we talked about this. They mashed up <clears throat> Kyle Rayner and Hal Jordan. Did it bug you? Because I know that you have such a, a fond affinity for Kyle Rayner's specific backstory.
1: I do... I feel like they had to because you can't really give the Kyle Rayner backstory without already having set up the rest of the Green Lantern universe. Yeah. Uh, because he becomes a Green Lantern because the rest of them are dead. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's fair. I think that it's a... And if they try to do it that way, and I'm, I'm trying to think of like the the smallest amount of story beats you need to get from A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, a to C, whatever. Um, it would be like planet explode. It'd basically be the Superman's intro again. Yeah. It's planet blows up. You see one ring fly down, or you'd see like Ganthit being like, "Go get the true hero," and then the ring would fly to Earth, and then you have yeah. the normal story again. But then you wouldn't really, then you wouldn't have anyone to teach him about it, or have yeah. him to really go from there.
0: It. it yeah, it's one of those stories that only works when you have established history mm-hmm. and also established understanding from the audience. Like I feel like they could have maybe done it in towards the end of Justice League or maybe in JLU they could have done a version of that story. Yeah. Um and then had there been one Green Lantern left and you know maybe done like an offshoot of him trying to go off and start a new version of that. Yeah. Um like that could have been a way to like wrap up like a Green Lantern arc mm-hmm. but yeah it'd, it'd be hard to do in like a single episode you you right. need to have had a lot of history there to make that work
1: uh a, a, one of the comparisons i would make it to i would make to it would be like every flash every version of flash get the barry allen um oh to, origin yeah origin
0: yeah well, i think wally west i think has
1: the barry allen yeah, it, I mean, Wally's origin is he was trying to replicate in yeah, origin. Yeah. Work for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think, yeah, it's it that
0: is an interesting story arc. I haven't read those comics, but it's one that I would like to see adapted. I, they might be able to pull it off as a, a direct animated film. Hmm. The Kyle Renner
1: intro? Yeah, I think they could. I I think the their window to do that, which I think they might have missed now, would have been the Green Lantern series. Mm, Which yeah. looked, I hated the animation quality yeah, of it, I but like I the, loved the story. Story time is pretty good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, mainly think, just because there was a blue lantern in it. <laughs> oh, of course,
0: I think it could be done, but yeah, it would require it requires some a lot of work and a lot of history. That's hard to do in like the first act of something. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh, one other one here. Uh, we got a. I think it was a, a tweet. I didn't write down where it came from, but uh, Preston Walker sent us a photo because he basically he started his own podcast called Debt Bullshit. Is it all about us? <laughs> Shyt. Yeah, it's just about how terrible we are at doing podcasts. Great. Yeah, um, got a lot of content. for Yeah, him. but he, he started his own podcast, which always we appreciate, mm-hmm. obviously, because if we two idiots can do it, yeah, anyone can. Anyone can really. And he said this pre- like pretty sweet bat cave, so like a big Batman mural behind it, and like some other cool like bat swag. And so he he, uh, he referenced us as well as uh, our friends at the DCU Watchtower. So that's awesome. That's Thank awesome. you. Yeah.
1: Good job. Yeah. We, uh, Great job on getting it started, because obviously the hardest thing, the hardest step is just starting. Oh, I know.
0: Yeah. The, once the momentum goes, like at this point, we basically just do this because, you know, we have to. Yeah. I mean, we, we enjoy doing it, but there was those
1: weeks where it's like, fuck, when are we going to find time to do it? Right. This? But also, if you remember, like it took us months, like six months, we were just talking about doing it. Yeah. Maybe even longer.
0: Yeah. And well, it, I mean, I'm in the middle of this right now, like trying to start up a second podcast, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's hard to get that... Once it goes, it just runs, but the initial like, runway takes a long time to get everything in place. Yeah. So I've also learned how to do things the right way the second time around. Right. So
1: yeah. take them a
0: sweet time.
1: It's like, I'm not going to make the joke. Sorry. I was going to make a Fast and Furious joke, but oh, I'm like, please. You, I've messed with you enough this episode. Please, thank you. <laughs>
0: um okay and then it's so another thing is real the quick
1: runway, as long as the <laughs> runway from <laughs> Fast and Furious 6
0: uh, and of course it, it wouldn't be an episode of tim talk if we didn't once again uh call out our good old friends at the dca watchtower this time specifically this is a week late but thank you guys for pointing out all the history oh, yeah. of john stewart because we were asking like how long was he green lantern was green lantern before kyle rayner and based off their understanding that he was that he could have been a Green Lantern starting as maybe as early as the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, that Kat Matui trained him, a character we meet later on in Justice League. Yeah. Um, and now she's training Kyle Rayner. Um, and that also we were wondering, like, well, where does Sur fit into all this? And so based off their understanding is that John and Surf probably overlapped at some point as uh, Green Lanterns for Sector 2814. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I guess it's actually Kat Matui and Sinestro are from the same planet of Koragar, But Abin serves from a different planet called Ungara. So even though they look a lot alike, they are not from the same planet. Good, great. Thank God they know so much more than we
1: do. Those messages really showed how we don't deserve a podcast. We don't deserve our own podcast. No,
0: especially when some of us get the uh, the episode titles wrong in the the artwork. Only sometimes. (laughs) Uh, all right, and then one last thing. Uh, Recently, discovered another podcast about Batman, specifically Batman Beyond, called Above and Batman Beyond, and so they focus on just that series. Um, And so we're catching up with you guys soon. We're we're getting very close to doing Batman Beyond, and so maybe when we get there, we can do something cool with you guys. Yeah, but uh, it's
1: it's awesome. It's cool that we've got this whole like DCAU little community podcast assembly. It's awesome. Yeah, we could start the Justice League podcast. Oh my god. Yeah, we can form our own the little podcast, our yeah. little team, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, along those lines, well, which, would we be would we be the Aquaman of that oh, <laughs> of that Justice League? Absolutely, great. Yeah,
0: they only call us in on occasion if, <laughs> if the podcast is has to be recorded near water.
1: There's a possibility that maybe they could use our help. Yeah, that's the only time they call us in. Otherwise, like you know what, we got this. I think we'll be. Um, I'd rather be like, um, like the Stars and Stripes. <laughs> I l- I think let's be honest, we're like the Booster Gold. Yes! Oh, that's the greatest compliment ever. <laughs> it's the biggest booster gold slash the elastic man or the plastic man. The greatest backhand and compliment about ourselves. Yes. We can muster.
0: Uh, but one other quick little announcement slash like point of order. So starting last week, I stopped including our uh Nerdist School Network sponsors and the bumper. Because the Nerdist School network no longer exists. Mm. Because the Nerdist School no longer exists. It's now called the Ruby. It Ruby. occupies the same space. It's a in... great place
1: for anyone in LA. It is, Go yeah. Check it out. Yeah, it's
0: the same spot next to the now defunct Meltdown. <sighs> I drove by it the other day, and it broke my heart. It's, it's really sad. It's yeah, so it's, sad. Such, it's such a bummer. But um, yeah, it's like the the school rebranded itself as the Ruby, and it's um, you know it's specifically like inclusive and especially like female inclusive uh, like comedy school, and it's a whole new thing, which is great. So we're figuring out what the network will look like going forward Mm -hmm. Um, honestly it doesn't make a difference at this point we'll just have to come up with a different name for our crossover episode next week Um, but otherwise it's basically it's basically the same but just for the for the meantime I'm just gonna stop including those because it doesn't really exist anymore I'm not even sure what podcasters are left on our network so Mm -hmm. we are uh, are figuring that out yes but that's just a minor cosmetic change that most you probably won't even notice because it's at the end of the episode (laughs) I'm sure you just jump to the next podcast yeah don't listen to it anyways it's fine yeah um, but that is it. So we, made it. we cool. did it. And, and I, we did take time this week cause I really did want to acknowledge how much appreciate it when people do in and write to us. And I'm trying to do this as a more regular thing mm-hmm. of actually like corresponding and letting you know, we appreciate the, uh, the interaction there. So, uh, please do read
1: out, like reach out to us. Yes. Please do reach out to please us. Please tell us what we specifically me, I Cameron <laughs> got wrong. Mostly his taste in Richie Rich films. Richard Christmas is a gift. (laughs) Is it a a gift under the tree to unwrap on a cold Christmas day Yes. (laughs) And if you've ever watched the ABC Family's 25 Days of Christmas slash Freeform's 25 Days of Christmas, it plays at least four times. That is sad. Yes. It's probably because it's a lot cheaper to license than better Christmas movies. Exactly. Like Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Oh, that's almost like a daily movie. No, I think Elf. Is like an every other day movie oh, okay. at this point in Twenty Five Days of Christmas. It's almost as bad as Freeform's Thirteen Nights of Halloween, where now Hocus Pocus, <laughs> when I when I worked on it last Halloween, Hocus Pocus played ten of the thirteen nights. Yeah, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. Actually, it's not, but it's, it's it fun. is. It's fun. It's terrible, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but yes, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs>
1: and Gmail. Uh, I am personally at Lordifer on Instagram and Twitter. I'm, <clears throat> if you want to see my art, which will be updated someday, it's at Cameron.Dexter if you want to see my face. Uh, I have a lot of Dapper Day photos coming out shortly. Because uh, it's Dapper Day. Yeah. Uh, I, you can find that at, at Cam Dexter underscore adventures. And if you want to see my apparel, we just had Wally shirts come yes. out. Yes, oh my God, I love the Wally shirts. Uh, and we have we're teasing the next shirt next week. Uh, you can find that at Core Memories Co. on Instagram. Everything on Instagram. Yeah, fuck any other social media platform.
0: Yeah, I barely ever use Twitter. Yeah,
1: I don't like it. Uh, is that it. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.